0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Hello, hello, welcome to Blog Talk Radio. I couldn't get the sound to go down slowly for some reason, so that's why it stopped abruptly. Uh, this is Jim with Sid. We're both in Los Angeles, and this podcast is brought to you by at t mobilizing your world. Sid, I can never get that bumper music exactly the way I want it.
0: Well, we'll figure it out at
1: some point when we're
0: both in our senior years.
1: <laughs> Except I do think this is the technology, not us. I think we both know how to hit a play button, and for some reason it doesn't seem to do the things we want it to do, but... That's for another time. But anyway, um, it is mid-October, which means uh, the baseball playoffs. And before we start, we're going to have a guest on in a few minutes, uh, assuming his phone is working, he's having phone issues, Bobby Petrino, Jr., uh, the son of Louisville football coach. We'll get that in a second. But um, you watched yesterday's playoff game between Texas and Toronto with the openly game Dale Scott in that wild seventh inning because you called me during it. (laughs)
0: Well I know what
1: I didn't watch. I, I was sitting at my computer doing my work
0: and I just I got a couple of text messages from from friends and a couple of, saw a couple of tweets about Dale Scott being in the middle of a controversy and so I said, uh oh I better go watch T V so that's when I called you and you
1: were watching. And I happened to turn it on right for the seventh inning and Dale got more Face Time than anybody. It was just a really a bizarre 53-minute inning with stuff that people said they'd never seen in a baseball game, including the catcher hitting a batter's hand with the ball when he was trying to throw it back to the pitcher, which resulted in a run and all the controversy. So I'm not a huge baseball fan normally, but there are times in a baseball game that are just really exciting because of the no time limit thing, the number of outs. You can have an inning go 53 minutes because stuff is like, a team cannot get an out in the bottom of the 7th. Texas committed three errors. I mean somebody said they got five outs that inning because they could not execute routine plays and they're out of the, they're out of the playoffs today. So it's kind of a it was kind of a really exciting game and to see Dale sort of on national TV was uh I think was exciting and if you're a Cubs fan it's even more exciting as the Cubs are in the uh National League championships for the first time in 12 years, and they're going to play either the Mets or the Dodgers, and neither of them have been in the... Uh, at, I think the Mets were 2006, the last time they were in the uh, NLCS, and the Dodgers were 1988. So, wow. it's been a while for some of these teams. Yeah, the Dodgers, it's been kind of forever since they've... I'm No, I'm sorry, the World Series 88, the Dodgers have been in the NLCS, but it, it was back with the Phillies about 10 years ago. But It's been a while. I mean, these teams that are sort of royalty you think about them and you realize you know the Cubs have won like two series since 1918 <laughs> you know it's kind of like <laughs> it is amazing and the Mets have uh not done much in the last 10 years and the Dodgers have had good teams but it's just not been all that successful so and the American League we have Toronto's their first NL ALCS since 1993 and uh Kansas City was their last year so if you're a baseball fan, it's a great time, a lot of good uh, games and teams uh still to play, and I think the Cubs are actually quite a fun team to watch, so but they'll be and as insufferable see, Red Sox fans if they win, so that's a bad thing.
0: And it's nice to see Major League Baseball and some other big pro sports leagues embracing Spirit Day today, turning their social media presence to purple and support of Glad Spirit Day and um and in support of the victims of uh, or targets of bullying, so that that's all all good stuff.
1: Yeah, our sports website is purple today, which I actually kind of like the color as in general. A nice look.
0: Yeah, it's it's. Well, I'll um, I'll I'll stick with the blue myself. Well,
1: I've just gotten some nice comments from people saying they like the way the purple looks, but uh,
0: it's a nice change of
1: pace. Yeah, before we get our... get, but we'll we'll connect Bobby in when he calls. But uh, there's been a story that sort of happened kind of breaking now uh bob mcnair the houston texans owner has donated ten thousand dollars to an effort in houston to stop uh or i guess to rescind an lgbt ordinance is that correct rescind or stop it from passing what is yeah,
0: it yeah it's up yeah it's up for the, they're challenging it at the ballot and it's, it's you know just to be clear it's not an l just an lgbt ordinance it's, it includes um Other, you know, ability and gender and race and and other things. It's it's a a broad equal rights ordinance, but it's the L G B T piece that, of course, has everyone up in arms. And I just spent about ten minutes chatting with somebody at the Houston Texans who explained to me that the 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 breadth of the ordinance is what the problem was for Mr. McNair, and he made his donation separate from the the team, Um, but we're still waiting for a specific statement from Mr. McNair, which should be coming soon.
1: And we will be following that, and uh, I think we have our guest online. Are you here, Bobby? Yeah, I'm here. How's it going? Your phone's working, so tell us, what kind of phone problems are you having? I don't know. It was just sounding like like I was talking to someone on FaceTime, but
2: it was just a phone call. Um, I don't know. It's been weird all day.
1: But well, welcome, our out, guest. so
2: that's, that's what matters. Perfect. You, yeah, you sound you. good, it. and
1: if if you uh if you wind up zoning out on us, Sid and I'll start BSing about something else. So um, <laughs> Okay, sounds good. Our guest is Bobby Petrino Junior. Um if the name sounds familiar, his dad is the head coach of University of Louisville, is also head coach in the NFL and a couple other universities. And Bobby um came out publicly for the first time last month in an article in a LGBT magazine in Louisville and then um did a I'd been Chatting with Bobby online and on email for about the last six seven months, and then Bobby talked to Outsports about it. And Bobby, you were wanted well, to have you on to talk about being gay in a football locker room. And one of the things you you wrote to me after your story came out and all the what was real positive publicity, you said, "I wish I'd go back and tell my younger self that it was going to be like this." Can you talk about that revelation and how that would have changed? Maybe how you were feeling, kind of growing up. In a football culture, knowing you were different from a lot of the other guys.
2: Yeah, so I mean,
1: even if I go back five years from now, I, if I knew it was going to be this
2: this good and uh, have such a positive reaction, you know that would definitely change as well. But you know, growing up, um, you know, you just know you know it inside of you the whole time that you're different from everyone, and you just keep suppressing it and. For me, I, I think I overcompensated a lot because of it. I I didn't do some things that maybe I wanted to do or say things that I wanted to say, um, just because I didn't want anyone to even have the idea that I might be gay. Um, so I think it's a uh, if I could have gone back, I you know I wouldn't have been so tough on myself in a lot of situations.
0: What do you mean? Can you can you tell us what some of those situations were and some of the things that you avoided doing? I mean, I know when I was a kid, I didn't even realize that listening to Madonna was a gay thing, so I high-blasted I Madonna from my car all the time, but what were some of the things that you shied away from?
2: <laughs> well, it's just with you, Mitch, and with Madonna. Um, you know, I never listened to Lady Gaga because of how uh, supportive she was of gays. I remember that. Um, you know, I was... I started the Young Republicans Club in high school. I was against <laughs> gay marriage. Um, what were some other things? You know, I, I didn't date women. I um, Though I I tried to date them, but I, I guess I got to use the excuse because I move so often. Um, but, you know, there's just... And some other, like, you know, be associated with some people that were a little, um, you know, more liberal. Like, I would just wouldn't associate myself with that at the time.
1: Because people would have assumed that maybe you were that yourself? Right, right, yeah. Well, what was the culture in your locker rooms in high school, for example? Was the fag word thrown out a lot? Was there a lot of overt homophobia, or was it all more subtle? Uh, It definitely was. Um,
2: You know, I read the story you guys wrote about the kid down south, um, and that brought back a lot of uh, feelings I had in high school. You know, um, knowing it deep down and hearing your coaches say it and the players say it, um, you know, just if anything wasn't cool, it was, oh, that's so gay. Or, um, you know, stop being a fag. Like, it was, it was thrown around a lot.
0: Well, did you have, well, growing up in, in, in high school, were there any openly gay kids that that you saw in your schools that you could see how uh, you might be treated if you did share that about yourself?
2: See, and that was another problem. I felt I was so alone. Like, I, I always remember thinking, like, why me? Like... Why am I the only one in school? Because I went to private schools up until my senior year in Fayetteville. So there was not one out gay person. um, And there was a private Catholic school and a Christian school. Um, And I remember in Atlanta at my Christian school, there was just a rumor that one of the students was gay, and he was kicked out or just asked to leave. I'm not exactly sure of the whole situation, but I know that. That it was a rumor, and then he was gone.
1: Do you so, think um, that? I mean, that, that affected you, me a lot. Well, since your story came out, and you've gotten a fair amount of, you know, f- emails from people. Correct. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. And what have like? Can you talk about some of them? What what people have told you, and how how it's made you feel that you are now, in some ways, for some people, a role model yourself.
2: Uh, You know, a lot of them were saying, you know, I really relate to the feelings you were having. um, And that by reading your story, it really helped me, you know, feel not alone. uh, Helped me know that other people were going through the same things while I was at the same time. And, you know, honestly, some of them made me cry just what uh, people have had to go through. Um, Because I've been blessed that I've had a family that has supported me. Fully from the day I came out to them, um, which I, you know, that's not the case for a lot of people. So it's, it's when, been a really, um, like a really positive thing, I think in my life and, um, hopefully in other people's.
0: Did your, well, example, when did you come out
2: to your, your parents? It was in 2011 in Arkansas and I was, um, I was dating a boy for about six months at that time. Um, and he would, he would come around as my best friend, but he was, uh, I guess a little gayer than I was. (laughs) So they, they start to know. And then I, he was actually, he went to a bowl game, um, with me, the cotton bowl. And we played Kansas state at Arkansas. Um, and he was coming to the game with me as my friend. Um, So I told my sister before we got there, and then after that I told my parents this guy, and also it was starting to be talked about in our like in Fayetteville. So, you know, I wanted them to hear from me.
0: How how did you how did you tell your parents? And I mean, was it just you know on the bus headed to the Cotton Bowl? You're like, oh, by the way, he's my boyfriend. I mean, how did that happen?
2: You know, I, I, just, I actually went up to my mom and told her, um, and you know, I asked her to tell my dad. Um, you know, I wish I could go back, and that's not how it would be, but that's just, I was just scared at that point in my life. Um, but then, you know, she told him, and then we we had a little talk about it, and eventually, you know, I mean, he, he once he found out, he came up and gave me a hug and said he loves me and supported me no matter what. Um, and he always will. And then we've um, eventually, since then, we've had talks about it.
1: Well, because you said in uh, uh, you said to me, and you said to the Louisville Magazine that you were uh, you were scared of like telling your dad in a sense because you maybe had certain assumptions. And when the magazine story came out, you were going to sort of let him know it was out. And didn't he come up to you and say, "I've already seen it," and then gave you a hug?
2: Right, yeah. So he knew I was doing the story. Um, I just, on the exact day that it was going to be released, um, you know, here in Louisville, um, they actually was planning on doing it the Friday, but then it came out on the Tuesday, I think. And as soon as they got a copy, you know, I went and picked up some from them uh, from their stores. And then I went to practice that day with my dad. And off the field, I was like, hey, dad, I have something for you in my car. And he's like, "What?" I was like, uh, "The mag—they just got the magazine today. I just wanted you to read it before it came out, you know." Um, he's like, "Oh, don't worry about it. I already got a copy." Which I don't even know how he he got a copy before I did, um, but somehow he figured that out. That's being the head coach of he, he, Louisville. You have certain perks.
0: Yeah, he's stopping by yeah, to get newsstands
2: uh, on a regular basis.
0: You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You said you've had other conversations with your dad since. What, like, what, what, have, what have those been like? What, is, what are the things you guys talk about? Because I mean, you know, I, my dad, and I, it took God years before I'd be able to talk to him about boyfriends and what have you. What, what do you talk about?
2: You know, a lot of it's come up when I've had, uh, I've gone through breakups. <laughs> so uh, you know, he's he's there to help me through those. Really, Otherwise, it's really just not a really issue we talk about. Um, You know, when little things come up, we'll have a conversation, a little conversation about it. But, you know, he's always positive about it. And I guess he wants me to find love. I don't know.
1: (laughs) He's he's good. I read uh, a follow-up to your piece. I think it was in the Louisville Courier-Journal with your dad. And he told the interviewer mm-hmm. that he had, I don't even know if it was Louisville, Arkansas, wherever, that he's had players he knew were gay on his team already. Had you known that? No, I didn't know that.
2: That was the first time re- me reading it.
1: <laughs> and what was that like, but, uh, a surprise to you? Uh, I'm to sure, do I'm that, sure like... he has. Pardon me, what did you say? I mean, was that like, a su- you said that was a surprise to you? Do You had no idea? Yeah, I had no idea. But, he, I mean, he's a pretty... Um...
2: Confidential guy, I don't think I, don't, I just don't think he really uh, would have said that to anyone until now. You know.
1: Do you think you've had a, well, maybe yeah, yeah. Uh, some subtle influence on him? Meaning that he, obviously the whole the whole story is you know why don't more people come out in sports like football? And here's your dad saying I've had players I know were gay, and he clearly they were still on the team. So what is it going to take to get more? P- public acceptance, I guess, for, you know, for gay football players.
2: And I think um, doing what you guys are doing for us, uh, you know, the story with Mason, just I got to watch that video and have his coach on there. And the more the players are accepted that do come out, um, I mean, I think that's just going to have an effect on everyone else who's still in the closet, knowing that someone else is going through it. They went through it and they're still accepted because of it. Um, you know, it's it's going to make it a lot easier on those players. And then hopefully, hopefully, when they get to the NFL, they'll be given a fair chance.
0: Well, tell it. You know, people know your excuse me, your dad's name from football, obviously, but but you were a football player and you uh you almost. Played for your dad, right? Tell us about your your experience with football and, and being a football player.
2: Right. So I um I went to the Air Force Academy out of high school. I wanted I really wanted to play D one football. And my um, three scholarships were Army, Air Force, and Navy. <laughs> so I picked Air Force out of those three. Um,
0: the military, perfect for a, a
2: closeted gay kid. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I actually, that was part of the decision, too. I thought that, you know, I, I wouldn't have to deal with girls if I went to the Air Force Academy just because, <laughs> you know, it's a little more stricter. And But so I went there, um, went through basic training, realized the military was not for me, um, could not see myself being there for four years. So I transferred back to Arkansas, and I was playing with my dad for a while, Um up until the very last scrimmage before the season started and I tore my L C L um I'm like one of the very last flights of the scrimmage. So I just decided to give it up then. Um, but I love football. It was it was always a release for me. Um I was always a re- I was a big hitter in high school and a lot of that has contributed to the anger I had inside of me that I would release out on the football field.
0: Why did why did you walk away from it?
2: You know, I, I I don't regret it, but I just um I I didn't love it as much as I did in high school. It um it wasn't as fun in college.
1: I guess it just took up my entire life. We, we we were down at an event the Gay Bowl, which is the Gay flat National Flag Football Tournament. You probably would have fit right in. So a lot, no, a lot of teams needed a good safety. All you can't really hit anybody though. It's the only problem.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, I've been thinking
2: about uh, possibly trying out for some like semi-pro teams.
0: Yeah, there are a lot of ways to to go out and play football, and um, you know there there are some adult leagues where you can put on pads and hit, but you know, if if you want to just run around and and you know, Jim and I met playing flag football, and it certainly is a oh, great really? way to meet other people and 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 make friends. Uh, it's just you know, it's, I think it's been a big part of our uh, identity for the
2: last twenty years for both of us. Yeah, I would I would love to do that. Um, I played in a league was it last year or two years ago? I played with with my brother, my older brother's friends. Um, and then I, I, like my hamstring just popped on me. <laughs> so I guess I'm getting old too. Yeah. What are
1: you, 25? Are you? 25, yeah. Oh God, oh, God you're aging. You are fired. <laughs> yeah, I know. Get out of here. <laughs> hey, I had sent you a link yesterday to a advice story. Did you get to read that?
2: You, did you send it to me on Facebook?
1: Yeah. What, what, uh, never mind. But was a, basically, I'll give you a scenario: uh, a closeted football player, uh, it, you know, in a religious, conservative area, is being pressured to date a girl, and we asked people's advice. Oh, okay. Yes, it. I did read that one. I did so read that one. So, what uh, what advice would you give somebody in that situation who feels that if he cannot, if he does not date this girl, people are going to assume because she's the hottest girl in school that maybe he's gay, and being gay in that place is a no-no. Man, I would just keep making excuse after excuse after excuse. <laughs> I don't. Know.
2: I mean, I guess you try to get, like, go on a date with her or something, but maybe she's not your type. That's that's a tough one.
0: Well, is it a story that's you can relate to? I, I mean, to, how much did you date girls when you were in high school?
2: So I dated up until I was a sophomore in high school, um, which I had a, the same girlfriend for about a year and a half, two years um here and off uh but then once i moved i um you know i I went on dates and stuff but it was always i can't really do anything because i'm still in love with the girl from louisville so Uh, i always had an excuse in my back pocket that i could use i I I don't think that would have been the the same
1: way if i stayed at louisville Well, this particular player has been injured, and so I think his his out might be that. Hey, I want to deal, recover, get healthy first, and my mind's you know my mind's on getting better for football. So I think that's going to be maybe one of his his pushing it yeah, along that's... because he doesn't he doesn't want to lie to her.
2: Right. Yeah, and that's the tough thing is you have to tell these lies even though you don't want to lie,
1: but I think they can be justified
2: sometimes. <laughs>
0: Bobby, have you ever thought about getting into coaching?
2: Not particular coaching um uh, be a grade school teacher um, so I mean that's kind of like my dad's family, they're all coaches or they're teachers, so I guess it's kind of the same kind of falls on the same spectrum um, but I can see myself like teaching like peewee and stuff. It's not at like oh, I, a college or high school level.
0: Pee wee league. You're you're, you're <laughs> I, I I I officiate some pee wee league and that's that that's pretty rough. There is nothing more frustrating than trying to coach a seven year old how to run a five yard out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. I could imagine. Could imagine. Well, so you're heading down to Tallahassee for the big Louisville Florida State game this week. Oh yeah, getting. I was just
2: getting packed up before I called you guys. We're leaving tonight at eight.
1: And uh which you is know, unusual we'll... because Sorry, go ahead. No, uh, the unusual why.
2: Oh, because we usually leave on the Friday before the games. Um but since it's such an early game, my dad decided to get down there early. T or leave Thursday night. Do I yeah, yeah. So we usually um so me and my family usually will travel with the team. And that, are you working now like, no, how, but you,
0: how, how, how do you how do you get the time off to do that?
2: I never schedule classes on Fridays. <laughs> so I don't have any classes tomorrow. I, I am gonna miss a class tonight, um, because we're leaving on a Thursday, but I already worked out with my professor. Um and then I only work I work Tuesdays and Sundays, so would you take Louisville to win this game? game. Of course, yeah. We've got to, we've got to have our quarterback uh, show up and
1: play as well as he can. He has all the talent in the world. I've watched some of the games. You guys have lost some really close ones. Yeah, those probably took ten years off my life. The first
2: three games. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Stressful.
1: Be meeting, I will not to reveal too much. We might be meeting a, a closeted high school player that you've been connecting with. Uh, that yes, possible I think still? we will.
2: Yeah, yeah, we're going to do that for sure.
1: Yeah, which is cool. Uh, I, I think I got you connected. And um, so you've been real big help to him because he was kind of looking out and reaching out. So this is an example of what your public coming out has done. It's made you more visible and made you accessible to people that otherwise you would not have met.
2: Yeah, exactly. There's I mean there's there's no way for me to you know even be connected with him if if it wasn't the case. Um yeah, I think I'm gonna try to bring him down on the sidelines maybe for a little bit pre game. Um, just so I can talk to him just personally about everything. But he is a Seminoles fan though. I know, I um I might have to bring him a Louisville shirt to, to slide on. <laughs> Yeah, be doing the tomahawk and in your face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, I've never been to a game at FSU, so I'm excited to see the atmosphere.
0: Great. Well, we're, we're excited to watch the game, and and I hope you guys pull it out. Um, Thank you. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a, a tough matchup. So. Yeah, I it will It'll be a tough
1: game. Well, Bobby, Bobby, thanks for being our guest. We've been trying to get Bobby the last few weeks, but he keeps having tests or papers due or something, so I'm glad you made the time today.
2: Yeah, me too. I'm glad it finally worked out, and I appreciate you guys having me on. And everything you do for the gay community, and especially the sports.
1: Really appreciate it. Well, thank you. Good luck, Mm -hmm. and go Cardinals this week.
2: All right, thanks. Go Cards. All right, bye.
1: up so um that's another sid another example of somebody the power is coming out publicly you know i mean he's now going to be connecting with this athlete who's figured there was you know he didn't have anybody else in football to talk to who was gay and now they're going to be meeting so i think it's just another example of why doing this is uh important for people
0: that's the domino effect you know it just continues to you see, when people come out, they inspire other people to do it, and other people to do it, and it just—it—it it, it really is a domino effect that we talk about is so important, and that's why it's so important to us that we do what we do, that we continue to show these stories, and you know, I just think this kind of visibility, having him be out there for a point of connection for people, is—I just think—and and an example, I just think that is so important today.
1: Yeah, so Bobby's done some really good stuff, and having the name with his dad and uh, the support he's got from his dad and his family has been great, so hopefully we'll to tell more and more of these stories. So uh, Sid is heading off to the great state of Maine for fall foliage. I'm very jealous. It'll be beautiful there this time of year. Um, and um, enjoy your trip, and that's all the time we have for now. Uh, remember, our podcast was sponsored by AT&T, Mobilizing Your World. We'll talk to you next week.